You said we're gonna do something to your brain. Ahoy hoy, welcome to Dead Air 5. This time we're talking about Snakes in the House, Avatar 2, Harry and Meghan, making $500,000 a year and still being poor. Wah. So, hi, Christina, how are you? Fine, how are you? I am good. Yeah, good, on this nice stormy afternoon. Yep. So what do you want to talk about first? So, um, what I've got in order. Mm -hmm. um, number one, Snake. 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 Yeah. Okay. It's a fun story. Do you want to tell it or? Sure, I'll I'll start. Um, was it Sunday? I think so. Yep. I walked into uh, this studio here where you have to walk through it to get to the bathroom. The bathroom that works. Uh, and uh, Christina walked in, and then came out and said, "George, I need your help," in a very serious Christina way. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, and. Over there, over there, yeah, right next to me, right next to you, uh, we had a line of mouse traps. Mm -hmm. We'd seen some mice. Traps. There's a small closet here um, where mm -hmm. we keep like equipment and stuff. Mm -hmm. And Damien's um, room. Damien's room. That's right. Mm -hmm. uh, and we'd seen a mouse go in there recently, so I found some sticky traps that we uh -huh. saw laying around. Laid them out in a line in front of the door to try and catch one going yeah. in or out. So why had these sticky traps caught? A four-foot-long cottonmouth snake, which is apparently venomous. Yeah, it looked like a cottonmouth. Yeah. I looked at pictures afterward, and I'm pretty sure that's what it was. So that was great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of fun, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, you had just finished editing the Flash mm -hmm. video, so I was getting ready to watch it. It yep. was rendering. It, it, was, was, it was like five minutes out from mm -hmm. completing. I was like, okay, I'm just going to use the bathroom. But no, the next three hours it. were dealing with yeah. that. Came back three seconds later, yeah. George, I need your help. Yeah. There's a large snake in the studio. Yeah. You're like, what? In the studio, curled up in the corner. You're like, what do we do? We're going to call my mom and stepdad. Yeah. They'll know what to do. They'll know what to do. Yeah, sure enough. What stepdad knew what to do. Yeah, kill it. Yeah, I mean, pretty much what I already thought we'd have to do. Um, yeah. He was like, you know, Sing I mean, like, you can try to, you know, you could try to get it scooped up and get it outside or something, but... It could be venomous, and um, where we live, definitely by the time an ambulance got here, we'd be dead. So we <laughs> yeah. had to... America. Yeah. yeah. Rural America, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, George had to take care of it, um, which yeah, was... Took it out for dinner, gave it a great time. A fucking ordeal, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was fascinating, and then um, that took quite a bit of, like, kind of coming back and forth to see if it had, in fact, been taken care of. Completely and it, yes, it, without going into details. Oh man, it took some fucking killing. Yeah. 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 Oh, um, could have done that cleaner. Yeah, it was alarming. So yeah, ever since then, every time I come through the studio, I'm looking at the floor. <laughs> um, yeah. And yeah, um, pretty much what we thought it was. The there's been like a recurring mouse problem around here for a while because mm -hmm. we live next to the woods. There's field mice everywhere. Mm -hmm. In um, a dilapidated property that we're renting on the cheap. Yes, that's that's why we're getting it so cheap. Yeah. That's uh, a whole thing. That's a whole other a, a whole other story, really. No, I mean um, that's a whole like side economy. Yeah. It's not a side economy. You know what I mean? That's like a whole side part of the rental sphere. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So. There were tons of mouse holes when we first moved in, yeah, which, yeah, we got it for super cheap. Yeah, no, well, the, no the, deposit. Pe the people who previously owned it 
put a lot of holes into the walls to run cables through and... That's what it looks like, yeah. I mean, like, and didn't seal them and didn't care. Yeah, like holes like this big. Yeah. Um, that was also the width of the snake, like that. Yeah, that's about and right. the central part. Yeah, it was, it was pretty big in the middle, yeah. It may have gotten a mouse. Maybe that's, you what, know... What was going on there, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And also, so yeah, we had to um, then pull everything out of the studio closet. Um, and sure enough, uh, there was a hole in the back corner that we'd filled when we first moved in with yeah. like expanding foam. And they just dug another hole right next to it. <laughs> so, <laughs> a huge pile of mouse shit. And yep, I can tell exactly what happened. Snake followed them on in, curled Snake up in got here. Stuck. Who knows how long it was coming into the house without us noticing. Yeah. I mean, it, it could have not been very long, but yeah, um, it was alarming. <laughs> it was so big. It was so big, yeah. Because when um, you said snake, I thought, oh, it'll be, yeah, it'll be like that big or something. But... Yeah, well, that's why I said there's a, I can't remember if it was a huge snake. There's a huge snake in the studio. <laughs> you know, not, it's not like huge, but it, it seemed pretty big for just hanging out in your house. Snake don't come into house unless you bring snake into house, yeah. my ass. Yeah, that's what my stepdad said. Um, like ages ago where my mom's like, you know, make sure you get all that stuff sealed up because you don't want to have like a snake in the house. And he's like, snake, <laughs> you, snake don't come in the house unless you bring snake in the snake house. Snake in the house. Um, so there you go, there's the snake story. Yeah, yeah. a snake did get in the house. And yeah. uh, I mean, I'm glad it was us that found it, not the dog, because he would definitely try to play with it. Yeah. He's, he's kind of... I had to kill a dumb. small snake in Mexico, which I suspect was poison because it was mm -hmm. black and red. Although yeah. I know that doesn't always mean it, but it was like, yeah, it was like that big. But yeah. the only reason I knew it existed is because my cat was like tossing it into the Throwing air. it around the house. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a little snake. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, the, the reality is if I could be sure that it wasn't venomous, like, you know, and we could get it off the sticky trap, I would have just picked it up and taken it outside. How are you going to get it off the sticky trap? That's part of the question and why I think that we had to make the decision we did because not knowing, first of all, for sure whether or not it's venomous, and then the fact that it's stuck on these glue traps, that's going to require a lot of getting in there with something. I don't even know. Acetone. Yeah, I guess. I don't have any around the house, so... You don't have any acetone? No, I don't. I told you last time you went to the Walmart, don't forget the acetone. I don't paint my nails. Yeah. yeah. Don't forget the bromide. <laughs> yeah. 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 So yeah, cleared it all out. Filled the hole back up because mm -hmm. um, we had some spray foam stuff and George just like emptied it the can in like a huge line around the bottom mm -hmm. and um, Yeah, part of the regular schedule now will be going around the house pulling furniture out and stuff checking the walls because um, Still the nicest place I've lived in America. Yeah, this is I mean, yeah, pretty nice to me It's one of the biggest places I've lived in mm -hmm. um, Yeah um, Is there anything else about that? Uh, yeah, I definitely, here's a question, yeah. anybody knows stuff about mice, um, what would cause mice to climb up on our counters and eat bars of soap? Does anybody have an answer for that? Is that a good sign or a bad sign? I don't know. No, it's, oh, you've got mice eating bars of soap, that's good luck. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I can tell that's what it is. Yeah. Oh, I can tell that's what it is, yeah. Yeah, little teeny teeth marks. Oh, man. So, yeah. Anyway. Anyway, that's the snake story. We'll yes. be buying more mouse traps soon. <laughs> um, yeah, and we heard a bear. 
Enough. Yeah, like yeah. like a day later. Um, yeah, we heard a, a bear in the woods. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty far though. Yeah, like, it was pissed off. Yeah. 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 I wonder if, because um, one of our neighbors has been playing music like throughout the night. Yeah. Like pretty regularly, uh -huh. like outside, and I wonder if that's to spook bears, because I've heard lots of stories. Yeah, about it doesn't look contemporary right jazz. Yeah, it's yeah. like country music. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sweet bell, which would scare me away. Come to my window. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there you go, snake. Well, yeah. yeah. Let's do an actual topic. All right. Now rather than the snake thing. Okay, um, Avatar 2. We Let's watched. talk more about the snake. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I don't have a load to say about Avatar it. 2, the uh, worst adaptation of Abe's Odyssey. Uh, Avatar 2, go on then. What, yeah. what happens in Avatar 2? What's that three-hour um, film about? Yeah, okay. Um, the guy that stayed with the... Chumley. Chumley, who stayed with the... Um, stand-in for Native Americans. Um, the blue people. The blue people. Uh, Oppressed people everywhere. Yeah. Um, stayed and lived with them. And um, I should clarify, I didn't see the first one. I didn't really feel like it was necessary, and I wasn't going to sit through it. I did see the um, first one. You did. What did you think of the first one? Uh, I remember it was kind of better than this, because whilst the story was not original, it, you know, it wasn't a sequel. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, this very much felt like a sequel in the middle of a trilogy. Yeah. You know, it, it ended that way. Yeah. And I don't know if you, I don't know if that works too well after you've had like such a long gap mm -hmm. of, I mean, it's more ten than 10 years, yeah. more than 10 years, I think. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I, th I mean, the, you know, the, the story of the first one is so sort of uh, painting by numbers. Mm -hmm. You know, it's really like a framework for the special effects, which were, you know, were groundbreaking and lovely to look at at the time and now. Mm -hmm. And they're good, they're good in this mostly, but not entirely. Yeah. Like the, the movement of the Navi is very weird yeah, at um, times. Because that was one of the things I saw Textures people, are great. people praised it for. is like, mm -hmm. you know, it's, the CG is amazing. It's mm -hmm. great. Um, yeah, when the Navi are standing still, not moving, and not talking, it looks pretty good. Like, some good textures. Um, but the motion is like, I don't know, like, it was weird to watch to me, because it felt like there were frames missing. Like, it's so much jerkier, and it's more noticeable when they're next to, like, you know, an actual, a little boy in a loincloth, for example, running around. I felt um, like it was almost like, I, I don't know if I agree with frames missing, I think it was all, I can fly. It was almost like... Um, I know they filmed it on 24 frames a second, but the Navi they'd filmed on like 30 mm -hmm. or something. I, I'm not saying that is what they did, yeah. but it almost felt like, you know when you watch like an old-timey film um, where everyone's moving a bit too quick because they didn't have a standard frame rate, like they were, mm -hmm. you know, or maybe it was 14 frames a second, I can't remember. Mm -hmm. But anyway, it kind of felt a bit like that, like just the Navi moving like ever so slightly too quick, quickly and... The like bird things that they fly on Therefore not having any weight. Weird. Yeah, that's something that I kept saying, is like it feels like nobody has any weight in this. They're like eight, ten feet tall or something. Yeah. Um, and they're like, I don't know, moving around like... Nothing they touch ever like has any give. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So... Moving around like grasshoppers, yeah. Yeah, um, but I don't know if I'm being fair to it. I mean, because as I was saying to you when we were watching it, um, you're like, so what do you think? 
Was like, I? That doesn't sound yeah. like <laughs> Um, I was like, I don't think that I'm the target audience for this. Who's the target audience? Well, I would say children. Um, you know, it's animated, it's a very simple thing, you know. Mm -hmm. um, that, like, 20 minutes, it felt like, of them just, like, swimming around in the coral reef, felt you, like something for children. You felt it was too boring for um, children. But it was too boring for children, I felt like. It was, you know, I found it pretty dull. I think that the way that children consume films, not just now, but perhaps more so, is, like, they're going to be doing something, they're going to be, like, doing something. They're going to be, like, on their, their iPad while this is yeah. on. Yeah, but and apparently loads of people took their children to this three-hour movie in the cinema, which I'm sure is a joy for everyone involved. Um, yeah. Yeah. I can't be with children in the cinema for five minutes. Yeah, I mean, I didn't... No, I, I really didn't like it. I thought it was... Uh, I mean, I agree. I'm not the audience, and I certainly respect, like, you know, the visual effects work that went into it and everything. Yeah, a lot of people worked hard. Yeah. And, um... Yeah, I just thought the the story was just... Just rubbish, yeah. and didn't really logically make sense anyway. Yeah. Um, and there, there were kind of mentions as well of um, they want to make Pandora a new planet for humans mm -hmm. that humans can occupy, but then that never really came up again, like consequentially. Yeah. And like, and there's, there's no more unobtainium. It's like whale juice that they're looking for now, but then that kind of doesn't come back. It feels like precious. Ambergris. Ambergris, yeah. That's yeah. what they were after. Um, yeah, I guess originally as well, Avatar came, you know, less than a decade after the invasion of Iraq, mm -hmm. you know, which I think that by the time it came out, what was it, like 2009, 10, something like that, people were pretty against Iraq, mm -hmm. the occupation of Iraq. People talking about colonialism. And people stuff talking like about that, plundering yeah. the country and stuff. And that's yeah. definitely what Avatar one was about mm -hmm. and obviously now you know america isn't in iraq or afghanistan mm -hmm. and I'm saying like the cultural like um i'm saying it's not a, that story isn't as relevant now yeah yeah i get you um and yeah. um yeah i mean you know it's, it's still relevant it's still about pollution and yeah. You know, giant bulldozers cutting down vast swathes of this wonderful, yeah, fantastic ecosystem. Did it? Yeah, like modern. I wanted to see more of that. Like, I wanted to see orcs chucking trees into, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah into wood chippers. Yeah. To put it to make woodbine cigarettes out of. That's how they make them. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I mean, I guess a lot of people enjoyed it. Good for them. That's cool. Yeah. I just. I mean, I, it, I found it boring, and I'm not impressed by the CG. No, and again, I don't think the the logical problems of it that makes sense. But okay, I, you know, okay, we we want to live on Pandora now, all right. But before they didn't, like, why even breach the atmosphere? Yeah, like you, you know, if you can travel faster than the speed of light mm -hmm. to get here, then surely you can like strip mine this planet without putting people down there. Yeah. Like robots first of all, but also just Yeah. Just like a massive space elevator that's just digging. Yeah. Just skewer it. I mean, when we first started watching and it, it pops I was... open like a molten um baked Alaska. Uh -huh. Yeah. Like the core I'm of it. Yeah. No, but but like if you were like, yeah, we want unobtainium and 
those dudes there with bows and arrows for some reason pose a threat to us. Like, okay, then neutron bomb it. Yeah. Um, there are loads of questions for me. You know, I don't know how much of any of that was explained in the first one. Like, is an entire planet like covered in Navi? Like, can you not just land somewhere else and mine the unobtainium? Um, it's only when the Navi are. Yeah, right. Well, that was a question for me, and pretty early on, I was like, I just got to stop thinking that way because there's, you know, nothing makes logical sense. This guy combined with his avatar in the first one and became a Navi and was able to reproduce with another woman. Is that... I don't understand. Yes, they made them to be exact replicas. Yeah. 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 They're like organic robots. Well, if you have that technology, why are you going to other planets to get minerals? Yeah. None of it makes any sense. So. Yeah, our previous team, when they were humans, died, so we'll bring them back at, as Navi at great cost, they yeah. make clear in the first and, one. And we'll make them look like Navi so that they can blend in, but then we'll give them all of their um, like military equipment and stuff, so they're obviously not Navi. And then their grand plan is to like just run around like attacking Navi and blowing them up. Yeah. I thought they were supposed to be hiding. Yeah. And they, they send them in like, like, uh, like Vietnam era special forces. Like they're almost even dressed like that, mm -hmm. like going through the jungle and stuff. And it's like, you know what we did learn from Vietnam? Defoliant. Right? Lots and lots of motherfucking defoliant. Mm -hmm. That's all you need. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're here for the unobtainium. What do I care about trees? Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. But also, yeah, why, why do we need that? But yeah, I mean, it's a children's film. I tried to just put that out of my mind and focus on the actual story. Can't you just enjoy boring. anything? With, can't you just turn your brain off? I wish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, sometimes. Have you tried drugs? Yeah, that's what Kenny vs. Spenny is for. Mm. No, I like to watch, rewatch those things and be like, how did they do that? Yeah, that is a fun part of it. Yeah. 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 No, 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 he's, he's actually vomiting there. That's real. As you can tell. Yeah. It's real. <laughs> <laughs> yes, anyway. that's real. Anyway. Anything else about Avatar? Um. You know, but one thing you can say about James Cameron is he knows how to design a submarine. You can say that about him, yeah. Yeah. Or he can hire people who know how to do it. He respects the process enough to do to that. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. He seems like a wonderful man, you know, oh, the nice. colors. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, one thing that I was wondering about is like, okay, so it's all jungle people, whatever, the Navi in the first one. And then we meet water Navi, mm -hmm. like James Cameron suddenly remembered that he loves the ocean. So this one's going to be in the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> and the next one will be, you know, what, mountain navy or something. Volcano water navy. <laughs> and they're red, those ones. Yeah. 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 But they've got, like, white eyes because they live so deep they can't see too good. Yeah. That's the thing. Like I said, I don't think I'm the audience for this. So. What other navy could there be? You've got, like, jungle navy. Space navy. Moon navy. They're in spacesuits. No, they don't have spacesuits. It'll be something Spacesuits made out of twigs. <laughs> no, it's like uh, they can brew through their mouth, so they go... Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Snow Navi. Yeah, they could be white. They're just elves White now. ones. Mm. Yeah. Wood elves, snow elves. I guess we'll need dark elves. Oh, there's damn Bosman Navi. You've stolen all Bosman the crops. <laughs> yeah. They're thieves. They're thieves, yeah. Those little wooden things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you've got grapes in your hair. All right. <laughs> yeah. uh, what's um, next? Okay, we also... Um, watched Harry and Meghan. Um, Let, yeah, okay. 
Yeah, go on. Well, I, I'm sure... We watched Harry and Meghan for the third time. Yeah. Thanks, I mean, I find Christine. it... She loves the royal family. I find it fascinating. I mean... Yeah. Um, in a sort of, like, like on a psychological level, I guess. A psychological level? Like, their psychology is fascinating to me. Yeah. Um, well, how do you know? You know, it might just be... I've heard the Pope doesn't believe in God and stuff. He's like, oh, you know, you know, we do good. We try to do good, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, Reading his guns and bullets. <laughs> guns and bullets, yeah. Yeah. Plus ten. So what do you mean the psychology? Um, like how they convince well, themselves that it's right to be a king? Um, I, I mean, I mean, in particular, Harry and Meghan. The oh, psychology, their psychology. The psychology of like, you know, um, like it's... Not fair, the media harasses us and is interested in us, um, so we're going to go on Oprah and make a Netflix series about how we met in our personal lives and our amazing romance and um, and then and spend most, and spend of, most of, of that bitching about how they don't like the exposure of the media. Yeah. Um, I just find that interesting. You know, what they don't like is negative attention. Yeah. Yeah. If it was all attention of like, you guys are amazing and everyone loves you, yeah. perfectly fine with that. Yeah. Um... Yeah. yeah. Um, the reason that we ended up watching it again was because their Spotify deal... Yes, that's right. Uh, ...finished. And uh, one of the executives of Spotify who, uh, as I remember, if I remember rightly, he was like an independent producer who had his own podcast but also had 30 other podcasts that he wasn't necessarily on but was producing. Mm -hmm. Spotify bought out his company doing that. He ended up as an executive on Spotify... I don't think he's the executive who did the deal with them. Mm. I think they came before he did. But he described them as fucking grifters mm. on his podcast now that their deal is over. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what did he say about it? Like, why? Because they produced, like, one podcast mm -hmm. and they never produced anything again and their ideas were things like we want to interview Vladimir Putin, uh, Barack Obama and Bill Clinton about their childhood trauma on our podcast, like Vladimir Putin is going to be talking I'm about I'm sure they'll that. all be interested in that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay, so dumb ideas. Life was difficult on the farm. Oh, that wasn't very good. What was? That Vladimir Putin impression. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Life difficult on the farm, but then I found out I can feast on blood. <laughs> <laughs> That's better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. And how much do they get paid for this? Oh, I think it. I can't remember if it was Netflix or Spotify that was a fifty million dollar deal. Mm -hmm. But Netflix have also said to them, "You better produce more content mm -hmm. than just Harry and Meghan," mm -hmm. which was the most viewed documentary. Yeah. Documentary on um, Netflix, but yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, they have loads of fans. Definitely, they have fans still. Oh, they do. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, what What do people fan them for? I love your, I love your acting, Megan. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Just for being famous. I think that that's probably it, really, yeah, being famous. And, um, I mean, there definitely are plenty of Americans who are really interested in your royal family in general, which I don't really understand, but... Yeah. Um, they're, yeah, they do. My royal yeah. family. Yours. Yeah. Yes, that's right. President of YouTube. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um... Yeah, I mean, it was, yeah, it was fascinating, though, just, um, the amount of... Are they grifters? I mean, I don't know. 
Um, but I think they're very, very self-involved, whatever they are. Yeah, I would say that's the case. Very, yeah. very self-involved, yeah. Yeah. I, um, you said you had more sympathy with them at the beginning of them saying we don't want to be in the royal family anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, um, I was telling you, I think that my feeling just from watching them is like, I think Harry kind of means it. Like he, yeah. you know, kind of does want to. He will never exit. not be famous. So. Yes, yeah, he's, yeah. you know, he doesn't really have a choice. No, so he was born I, into it. I do he? feel a little bit of sympathy there. Yeah. And, you know, he's obviously, a, I would say, a bit of a dullard. So would you would you say that? Yeah. So um, well, a little more sympathy. I think for him. you would disagree with Army, who chose him to be an officer, despite his grades, which probably means he did really well on his entrance exam. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. To be an officer in Army. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm sure I had nothing to do with who he is or anything. Did you know a little known story about that? Is when when he was going to join, he was going to join the Household Cavalry, hmm. right? Um, however. There is like a tradition, at least in the British Army, going back like at least two hundred years, that uh, you have like. Have you ever heard the thing of like you have two sons, and your first son, the favorite son, becomes a lawyer, and your second son becomes a priest, sort of thing. Um, like in ye olde times, it would be yeah. like Dick Dickensian times, yeah, sort yeah. of that thing. Mm -hmm. Well, in the army, it would be like. Uh, you know, your favorite son, you're, you're a crusty old colonel in the army, your favorite son becomes like, uh, maybe he starts in the, as an officer in the infantry, but he'll definitely become a staff officer. Mm -hmm. Your idiot son becomes a cavalry officer. Mm -hmm. Don't know why. Right, okay. Uh, you know, but that's <coughs> always been the tradition, like cavalry officers are the fucking stupidest, mm -hmm. until you get to like SAS officer who, uh, apparently they're unbelievably dumb. Never mind. Right, okay. Never mind. Um, um, Alright. But anyway, I, and they, they decided, apparently, not to put Harry into cavalry to not invite that... Mm -hmm. uh, criticism. Criticism, I suppose, yeah. Right, okay. Or comparison. Hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there you go. Um, yeah. Yeah, what else do I find? Why do you think he's a dullard? Um, I don't know. It's... Nothing. It just comes I'm across not, like he's Yeah, I'm not basing it on anything rational. It's just, you know, my sense. Yeah. Take that as you will. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, what about uh, the fact that Meghan Markle grew up poor <laughs> and disadvantaged? Yeah, what about <laughs> that? Yeah. Isn't that fascinating? She could only afford $60,000 a year for her. Was it a private high school? Yeah, it was a private high school. Private where high celebrities school? Celebrities send their children. Um, so who. Her her dad... Her dad was a lighting director on Married with Children. Who was nominated for an Emmy. It was something like that, yeah. Went, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, she grew up poor and disadvantaged then. Yeah. I find that interesting, like... Yeah. You know. Like, it's fine to say that you're privileged, you know. It's and, better and to say you're privileged. It's better, yeah. It's are, yeah. To recognize it and be like, you know, yeah, I've been privileged and... Yeah. Other people aren't and I want to do something about that. Cool. Respect. Yeah. Instead of, no, no, it was, I had a really hard time growing up. When Prince William got married to Kate Middleton, there was loads of stuff about, like, does she have the right pedigree? Mm -hmm. Because she was only middle class. Mm -hmm. Upper middle class, I suppose. Yeah, right. You know, but, like, her dad owned, like, a racehorse. Yeah, right. And mm -hmm. was, like, a at least a multimillionaire. Like, he, at least a, like he wasn't, like, super rich. Yeah, I get you. But, 
Um, God. Yeah. Anything else uh, to about say about Harry, Meghan? Harry and Meghan. Yeah. What do you think should happen with like the royal family? I mean, do you think it should be abolished or? Why do Americans keep asking me this? Sorry, <laughs> I forgot you did just talk about what that. What do I think <laughs> should happen to them? Yeah, well, I mean, should I don't it know. be abolished? Yeah, yeah, I think it should be abolished. I think it should, you know, ideally it should be sort of like, you know, thanks very much for your service. You've served your purpose. You know, go and piss off to like a nice country house in, mm. uh, you know, the Dordogne or somewhere that isn't necessarily Britain. Mm. Uh, yeah, we'll give you half of Carlisle. I know, you know, I don't, I don't want them to like be dethroned and defrocked and thrown into the streets because they'd never go for that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so you'd have to like really like punch him. Mm -hmm. But you know what I'm saying? I, I think that, yeah, I, yeah, I think they should be abolished. I think it's like, like peculiar and odd and like really old fashioned and embarrassing. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. I think you know, I don't know if most Britons feel that or not, but definitely like. You guys think that's embarrassing. Yeah, Everyone I've ever talked to in Europe who doesn't have a king or queen thinks mm. it's embarrassing. Yeah. And then even people like, you know, the Dutch have a queen. Mm. And I think their queen married a hairdresser. And you can see her, like, knocking around in coffee shops yeah. and stuff. Like, you know, and it's just a relic. And they're a relic. It's just they have, they don't have direct power, but they definitely, you know, have power. They're going on all these... Um, you know, tours of Caribbean islands. That's, you know, directly representing the British government. They're part of it, and, oh, it's just... Yeah, right. Just yeah. yuck. Yeah, I get you. You know. Um, but I don't think there should be, like, a civil war or anything about it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. And to be fair, I mean, Americans, you know, we have our... You have your dynasties. We, we have our dynasties that we worship as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, just Americans like to, um, like cling to this idea of meritocracy in our dynasties, I guess, you know. Yeah. Sophia Coppola. Yeah. Yeah, but, um, you know, she doesn't own, like, Prince Charles has access to, like, two billion pounds worth of land. I mean, you know. Yeah, I get you. Yeah. Yeah. So. So, yes, I'm against it. What, what do I think I, you know is the path forward for that. Like, I, I don't think there is one. Mm -hmm. I think... Uh, yeah. I think yeah. Britain will have a monarchy until Britain exists no more for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, I guess there are... Until the ravens leave the tower. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Those of stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, we're watching Harry and Meghan and the bit where it goes back to... Princess Diana having Harry, birthing Harry, and you've got the guy outside of 10 Downing Street going, We are proud to announce! And he's dressed in, like, 16th century garb. Yeah. And, you know, you're stood outside of the Prime Minister's house there, so it, I kind of think it would be better if there was a bit of separation of monarchy and state. Hmm. Yeah, I get you. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway. Yeah, anyway. If you were a PR person, what would you say to Harry and Meghan? Um, go away and shut up for a while. And then you might be able to come back into the spotlight, which I know is what you really want. Um, That'll like... be $150,000, please. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean... You know... 
It depends what you want. I think you'd have to ask them, right? Yeah, I mean, what do you really want? You know, that's kind of the question. If the goal is, like, we just want to live our lives and not be harassed, not have our children be harassed, you know, which totally understandable. Mm -hmm. Go and live in Monaco. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know, you could... There are places in the world where even Harry could go and kind of just have a quiet life, Yeah, you know. Um, You're not going to have a quiet life living in Montecito in, like, a $30 million mansion. Yeah. You know, like, in the heart of, you know... That was possibly illegally built. paparazzi... Yeah, um, was it? Never mind. Yeah, okay. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't even know what else to say. Just, if that's what you want, then do it. You know, don't write a book about it. Yeah, and all Um, all this shit about, like, wanting to help people, like, okay, then give your money away. Keep a million, even. Go on, then. But you won't. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of which... Yeah, that brings us to another topic. French Revolution. (laughs) <laughs> Have you seen that? <coughs> there are riots in France right now. Yeah. Big riot, riots. I, I did see that, but I didn't really read about it. What's going on? Uh, a teenager, I think he was 17, was shot by the police mm-hmm. during a traffic stop. Mm-hmm. And now there are... Uh, he was... I think he was Algerian, Moroccan, French. Mm-hmm. Well, he might have been Algerian, French, or Moroccan, French. I don't know. But mm-hmm. there, there is a huge um, number of Algerian and Moroccan either dual passport holders or just French people with that heritage Mm. who often feel like they are second-class citizens. Mm. Kind of Lahaine goes into that a little bit. Uh, You know, and that's been historic, you know, since the end of French colonialism, you know, 50s, 60s. Mm. And, um, yeah, they're rioting. Mm. And, yeah, there have been some strong words from the French police calling them vermin and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. There are possibly racial undertones to it all. Mm-hmm. Doesn't feel dissimilar to things that happen in America occasionally, you know, BLM protests and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah. There yeah. you go. What do you think about that? Um, yeah. You know, there's a lot of racism in France. There's a lot of racism in England. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where do you yeah. think it doesn't have racism? St. Lucia didn't have much racism while I was there. Yeah. And people were like, hey, white boy. Yeah. That's racist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you want to buy some weed, a fish, something I've carved out of wood, or just have a chat with me? One mm-hmm. of those things. Mm-hmm. I don't mind that. Yeah. You said St. Lucia is one of your favorite places you've traveled to, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. What are some least favorite places? Um, but that I've ever gone to. Yeah. Uh, probably everywhere in England I've ever been. Mm-hmm. I suppose they were pretty nasty, full of fucking English. Mm-hmm. Uh, London. London was the worst place I've ever lived. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. Where else have you been to? You enjoyed India? Did you not? <laughs> no. No? Okay. No. <laughs> yeah. No. It was, uh... Yeah, yeah, that was horrible. Guyana? Well, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed that more. I mean, India India was was beautiful, and I met some very, very kind people there and had some very interesting chats with people and stuff, but it was like, uh, like I'd, I'd have to get a train at, like, 5 a.m., and 
I'd be like stepping over the people like sleeping on the floor of the mm. train station, mm. and like they had jobs. They weren't like, mm. you know, they were homeless, but they they had a function in society. Like the poverty was immense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. The yeah. poverty was absolutely immense and endless. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Yeah. You know, but I had some great experiences there. But yeah, it, it was it was stressful because of that. Mm. It was like, oh my god. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, I went when I was nineteen. So I guess it was like a bit of an eye opener. Yeah. 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 I can imagine. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah, Guyana I like too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was very interesting that place. But what's the next on the list then? Are we um, done with Harry and Meghan? Yeah, I don't have anything else to say. Do you? Just no. Fuck them. Okay. Good. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What's my, next? My new book. Wah. Yeah. That's yeah. Um. Yeah. Kind of. Uh. Somewhat leading off that. Um, I was going to talk about a sort of viral um, story that was going around in the last week about um, it originated on uh, it's like a financial samurai um, article talking about a couple who makes five hundred thousand dollars per year mm-hmm. and how they're living paycheck to paycheck basically and you know poor them um, mm-hmm. which was kind of fascinating uh, got the you know what you'd expect the reaction to be on social media anger. Um, yeah, anger, um, yeah, yes. uh, definitely, so it was so, picked up by all kinds of news outlets. And, and it was a real couple. Media. Yep, a real couple, this guy says, uh, from Brooklyn, New York, two lawyers. Two lawyers living in Brooklyn, New York, making mm-hmm. half a million dollars between them, mm-hmm. with a family of two children. Two children. Mm-hmm. Living in an apartment, I assume. Uh, Four-bedroom house. Four-bedroom house. Worth like a million and a half or something like that, yeah. And they make five hundred grand a year, and they they put four forty thousand dollars of that into their four hundred one k every year. Um, but they're yeah. broke. Yeah, um, that yeah. The, I think that's what people really took issue with, and why this kind of trended for a bit is like they were treating it like um, you know, like oh, we you know we make this good amount of money, but we don't have any savings. Um, still, you know, we're just paycheck to paycheck, but yeah, yeah combined they put in like $36,000 per year into their, into their 401ks. Um, and someone readjusted it for like a financial advisor, mm-hmm. like showed them how to save money. Yeah, right? that was kind of the point of the article, the, this financial advisor. And they went from spending $18,000 a year mm-hmm. on vacations to fifteen. Yeah, three vacations a year, yeah. Um, yeah, and there, some of the advice was like, um, like having your clothing budget only be $500 per month instead of $1,500 or whatever it was and no designer stuff. Um, I haven't bought $500 worth of clothes in the past 10 years, you know? <laughs> um, so yeah, I think people were, um, justifiably a bit outraged at the way that it was put and, um, uh, yeah, what else was there? Like $60,000 per year, um, for their children's who are not in school yet uh, for their preschool, daycare, and um, lessons like violin and tennis. $60,000 a year for extracurricular? For their preschool, babysitting, and extracurricular stuff, yeah. Um, is about what um, the median American household makes in a year. Wow. Yeah. Um, you know, it reminds me of that uh, story about that comedian. Mm-hmm. I briefly worked with. Should I tell that? Yeah, you can tell it. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, so uh, back in my, I suppose early 20s, oh my god, what happened? Uh, I w worked on this stupid project with these two, well one rich person, two posh people mm -hmm. uh, who, who wanted to set up a website and have all this stuff about, um, kind of like documentary stuff and things like that about Kind of like about real topics, you know, about um, why the world is broken in the way it is and all of that. But they didn't really have a clue and their intentions weren't really that pure. Mm -hmm. Just I know, I fly the whole time. Um, yeah. But anyway, part of it was uh, they, they wanted to do kind of like five minute shorts with a fairly well-known British comedian mm -hmm. who had been on... Been on TV a few times, like he'd been on like panel shows, never as a regular, but like a jobbing comedian, and he was doing pretty well. He made three grand a night um, at I can't remember what it was called. The like there's a famous comedy club like just off Leicester Square, I think. He's making like three grand a night every time he performed there, mm. and everything. And I remember him talking about being working class and he got like uh, kind of really pissy and said like don't you say you're working class you're middle class mm -hmm. like i wasn't gonna say i was working class mm -hmm. um, and he was basing this on what uh, that i was wearing a suit jacket mm -hmm. uh, a, a sport jacket mm -hmm. nice little gray number mm -hmm. i think and uh, you know i have a booming neutral voice mm -hmm. a neutral accent yeah. sort of i mean i think you can tell him a bit newer than but, um, yeah, he was basing that off that, I guess. But, I mean, I, you know, I guess that's the class issue of, like, I don't know, I, I think I am middle class. Mm. In terms of British class. Mm. But anyway, he, you know, he said that kind of, like, defensively, like, I'm working class, you're not working class. Mm. And, like, I think, like, later that day, definitely the same week, he talked to me and said that um, he spent £20,000 a year on his two kids doing extracurricular activities, i.e. like karate class, mm -hmm. dance class, stuff mm -hmm. like that. And I was making £300 a week and paying £600 a month to live in a room the size of this mm -hmm. in London. It's like, uh, definitely, like in terms of like perceived class, I'm middle class, but I was definitely making a fucking working class income. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I get you. And that's weird to you, right? Because um, you base class on income. Yeah, I mean... You. You mean Americans? No, I mean you, Christina. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd say overall Christina Americans Hart. focus on income, but it probably depends on where you get up the, the ladder as well. Like, there definitely is, like, um, like old money. In yeah. The US, and they don't see it that way. Yeah. Because, like, just making a lot of money makes you high class, you know? it's. I think they probably see it more like... Um, They're almost like aristocrats. Mm -hmm. But in Britain, being an aristocrat doesn't mean you're wealthy. Mm -hmm. Like, you could be an aristocrat and be, like, you know, destitute. Mm -hmm. You'd still be upper class. Mm -hmm. And you could be a lottery winner, you know, who works at the gas station. You could have millions of dollars and people would still say you're working class mm -hmm. because of your upbringing. Yeah, I get you. I've heard people say that it used to be defined by your education, mm -hmm. but I think that's kind of blurred a bit. And it is a bit to do with money, but it's also to do with upbringing where, um, you know, like in Britain, definitely like m like people who fancy themselves middle class, they'll have a different diet. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Often a different way of speaking, a different accent. Mm-hmm. That's often a good indicator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think that we have that too. It just depends. You know, it depends on yeah. what your measure is. Like, education um, is seen as, like, a marker, you know, for, like, class, but it's just not, you know, like a guarantee or anything. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess it depends on who you ask here, whether they see it as being more about money or you know, upbringing, yeah. you know, stuff like that. I think it depends. Yeah. Um, but we probably do focus a bit more on the money thing. So do you have, like, the concept of, like, working-class jobs? And, like, is an office job a middle-class job? Um, I guess it depends. Uh, you know, uh, hmm. I mean, me growing up, uh, I definitely felt that um, you know, my child brain thought that, like, working in an office meant that you were middle class, at least. Yeah. Um, just because, like, you know, everybody I knew, yeah. like, worked in, like, construction, food service, mm-hmm. retail, you know. Um, I mean, so my grandparents worked in factory for years and years. Yeah. Um, so, you know, perspective shifts as you move up, and, um, yeah, I mean, I think that... You know, a lot of it depends on perspective. And that's part of what I find interesting about this whole thing about the half million dollar budget mm-hmm. um, is, you know, I, I think the guy who wrote the article was kind of trying to make this point just in the most fucking obnoxious way possible. Um, you know, like, <coughs> you know, like he basically was alluding to like the hedonic treadmill, this idea that the more money and um, status that you have, the less it feels like. Um, so you kind of want more, you mm-hmm. can, you know, a lot of people are susceptible to this, Yeah. you know, um, you know, you might think at one point in your life, if I made a hundred thousand dollars a year, like I'd feel rich. And then maybe oh, yeah. if you do make a hundred thousand dollars a year, you know, you're for various reasons, uh, you've gotten used oh, to got spending more tax on that. Um, oh, you, yeah. the people that you spend your time with, you know, your, mm. your expectations shift and you start to feel not so rich. You've gotten used to buying canned meat with the label still on it. Yeah, yeah. stuff like that. Living a yeah. high life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. I mean, I yeah, I think that's an easy thing for people to get into. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I knew. Uh, I had a friend who a friend who was an accountant, and he had a friend who was also an accountant, but just became an accountant to save up to buy his own music shop. Mm. That was his dream. Yeah, I remember you telling me that story, yeah. Yeah, and he mm-hmm. he saved up for it and got to the point where he could buy it and also um, had enough money to run it without like making a single sale mm-hmm. in a year. You know, if things didn't go too well, he could adapt or whatever. And he never bought it mm-hmm. because he, he got a bigger house and he got a bigger mortgage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, your perspective shifts. Yeah. Yeah, and he mm-hmm. could have afforded and he could, you know, he still could afford it, I suppose, but... Yeah, I get you. Yeah. Um, Make a million dollars so you can afford to catch fish. Yeah, right. Yeah. Do you want to tell that? Yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah. Just, same just, you could just catch fish or you could, you know, make a million dollars to, you know, hire someone to run your company for you so you have the time to catch fish. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. you know, you'll also be able to drive there in a brand new Land Rover. Yeah, yeah. Like, just perspective shifting. And, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I get you. Well, um, one thing before I forget, where, yeah, when I went to India, uh, 
you, you, you know, you, you stand out as a white person, lots of people sort of want to talk to you, and, you know, I'll give you a tour, and, um, you know, you meet lots of different people on your unofficial tour, and one of the people I met was, um, well, firstly, I met a guy who was super into wrestling, mm -hmm. and he went to his house, it was like, uh, probably like 50 square feet, and all he had was a bed, and a TV, and it was just WWE playing, and he said, I cannot believe that you're the first white person I've ever seen in real life. And he was like, yeah. wow. Really? Yeah, yeah, that was really funny. He was really funny. Uh, he was, like, asking me about wrestling, like, mm -hmm. just constantly. Like, that's that guy's my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> Tin Man, is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah, but I met another guy, like, outside his house who was... Uh, he was on the side of the street, and he'd made a wall out of, like, loose bricks and, like, loose bits of mortar, mm -hmm. like, on the street, so... It was like the front of his of his place was on the actual road, and then where he slept was like on the pavement, like a bit raised, like oh nice double tier, mm -hmm. right? And it, the wall was probably like three feet, no two feet high, and then over that he'd like he had a tarp, like a big blue tarp, mm -hmm. like and he obviously lived there permanently, and his job was selling tea, mm -hmm. and I bought like tea off him for five rupees, and I was talking to him through my illustrious translator Mao Mao. Or whoever and I said to him so you, this is like your shop and he's like yeah and I said so do you consider yourself middle class and he was like yep definitely mm. and the guy like lived in a gutter mm. but you know I mean he was trying he was working and everything yeah. I, I mean I'm not saying he was wrong just like yeah. that is a very different middle class to yeah um, yeah I get you I mean I bought two teas from him uh, Indian tea. Oh, that was good. Enjoyed that. Like a little shot of, like, straight-up sugar. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I mean... Sorry. No, I, no, you're fine. Yeah. I was thinking, like, yeah, perspective. Um, well, are they... $500,000 a year, is that middle class? Is that upper class? Yeah. Um, if you make over 400000 you're in the top 1%. But is that so, upper class? Um, I would say that's upper class, yes. But it's definitely not elite. Um, no, I guess it depends. Elite, you've got to be making 10 million over. Yeah, I can't recall. Something like yeah. that. Um, yeah, I mean... I mean, they're not, they're not, you know, they're making 500 grand a year, but they're not like, they don't have the ear of the mayor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do they, or anything? Yeah, like, I get loads what you're saying, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, well, it's also worth saying that I think, um, I think that, it's just something I noticed, that there's a tendency for in America, people to want to say that they're middle class, like, regardless, you know, um, like, nobody wants to say I'm, nobody wants to say, you know, I'm, yeah, I mean, I guess it depends, but I just think that there's definitely a, like, a tendency for people to assume that they're middle class, even if they're much higher or much lower for, like, cultural reasons. It's like 90% you know? of everyone's middle class. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think that Americans kind of do see it that way a bit. Yeah. Um, you know, so that doesn't necessarily help anything when, you know, I don't know, just everybody, you know, thinks that they're normal. Um, yeah, I mean, what else was in, the, in that budget? Because there was some really funny stuff. Uh, here, I'll just pull it up real quick in case there's anything I missed that's hilarious. Um, Go ahead, yeah. 
how much are those people to blame? I mean, obviously they're not, you know, they, they're both lawyers. It's not like they're making money from, you know, from lithium mining or something. Mm. Uh, but, hey, you know, I know they're not to blame for, you know, someone in Nebraska who the only choice they had was, you know, live in this shit town and work in this shit factory or join the army and, oh, it turns out they pay shit too. Mm -hmm. I know it's not their fault, but, mm -hmm. you know, kind of like I was saying to um, Andy, the electorate has to be responsible a bit. Mm -hmm. Like, they're not fucking standing up for the working man, are they? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, maybe they're both, like, human rights lawyers, but still, mm -hmm. like, that is just a, an unbelievable amount of money compared to what the vast majority of people mm -hmm. have to live on. Yeah. And that's nowhere near, you know, the, the mm. yeah, intake I, um, of some people. I get you. I, um, like I, like I was telling you, I read a sort of response article from, um, some guy at the LA Times. Some guy, Chum Chumley. Chumley. From Chumley. He's out again, Times. isn't he? Chummers. Um, who kind of made some interesting points. Um, he was saying that, um, like, first of all, it's, you know, worth pointing out that every time there's any discussion about raising taxes on the 1%, a lot of financial um, papers mm -hmm. and websites will put out articles like this, um, basically trying to say, like, no, actually, you know, if you make over $400,000, like, no, that's that's middle class. Yeah, that's, um, oh, yeah, barely scraping you know, by. Barely scraping by, and, like, you know, and when you look at, like, the actual breakdown of this budget that was shared, like, a lot of things on that list I, I consider luxuries, and I think a lot of Americans would consider luxuries. A BMW 5 Series. A BMW 5 Series, that's yeah. a good one. Um, you live in Brooklyn, you yeah. know? Um, I've been to fucking Brooklyn. There's, there, there's a train. Yeah. I, I don't know. He lives in Brooklyn. He works in Chicago or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm just looking at some more of them. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's some things here that are interesting in a, in a negative way, you know. Um, like, yeah, childcare is incredibly expensive. Um, there are people, you know, who... Um, it's like, what, what was I reading? Like, the average full-time childcare cost in the U.S. is like $12,000 per child per year. Um, you know, that could be like half of somebody's income. You know, four uh, k one four o one k contribution. Mm. Yeah, so like four o one k contribution okay. being considered as a necessity versus you know when only like I want to say it was only like thirty percent of Americans contribute at all. They do uh, a date night uh, twenty five twenty six times a year. Uh, they were spending twenty three grand. Twenty three thousand dollars on date nights. So one year, grand. Yeah. A night. Food for four? Um, that is their total food budget. Oh, uh, oh. In there as well, so. Oh, it includes their, yes. okay. Oh, um, well, that's perfectly fine then. Three vacations a year. Toyota yeah. Land Cruiser. Yeah, well, anyway, I wonder if <laughs> the, that, I mean, I, the middle, the upper middle class are kind of a bit out of touch. Mm. Yeah. I um, wonder. Yeah, indeed. That was definitely uh, your experience in college, right? Put that down. Put the yeah, phone down. That's right. Um, I see you're playing Candy Crush Saga. <laughs> um, my experience in college. Just about... Um, well, didn't you go to colleges where most people were pretty wealthy? Or from pretty wealthy backgrounds? Um, no, I mean... Uh, I went to a state school 
um, yeah. State University, yeah. um, IUPUI, um, it, which, you know, I mean, it's a state school, it's got state school tuition, so no, definitely not. Um, but I definitely knew people who um, right. did. I had a friend who went to Butler University, which is an expensive, more expensive private school. Butler! Um, about, like, 15 or 20 minutes north. Um, you know, I, I definitely met a lot of people from different backgrounds. Um, yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, uh, but in, in IUPUI, there's quite a bit of variety. I thought you went to a college where you didn't go to any after-school clubs because... That's IUPUI. You were working, and yeah. people were like... Yeah, other what do you kids, mean you have to work? other kids in my program, um, yeah, I remember hearing comments a couple of times about, like, like, are you really even into this major? Because you never come to after-school events, and you're not in any of the clubs. Um, I, I have to work. <laughs> I don't know yeah. what to tell you. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just not an option. There's nobody, you know, paying it but me and student loans and working. You yeah. Know? So, like, I, you know, yeah. Um... See, for me, it was the opposite. It's like, I've never seen you at an after-school club. Good job. Yeah. Thus raising your social value. Yeah, right. An after-school um, club. Yeah, I mean... Get a grip. That's not interesting anyway. I don't want to do that shit. No, like, I want to go home and, you know, in my free time, I want to lay on my couch and, like, try to... And splay out. Rest and... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that what I said? Yes, yeah. that's what you yeah. said. Um, does this bring us to... Yeah, um... Supreme Court struck down the particular law... The Supreme the, Court the, of America... That the Biden administration was trying to use to the enact, Justice League um, to enable um, some student loan forgiveness. Yeah. Yeah. Could um, you say, could you said that sentence more kind of oh, uh, energy, energy, energy? That's what our people are watching uh, for yeah. at home. Um, I mean, I'll keep doing. This. I think there should be student loan Woo! forgiveness. I also think that there are um, factors that um, are real issues. You know. Uh, that are more kind of what I would consider in the middle, um, politically. Uh, for one, there absolutely needs to be something to stop the rising cost of tuition. Um, if we, you know, cancel student loan debt, you know, a little bit for some people, and then we're not addressing the kind of arms race of tuition prices, which mm -hmm. has been going on for over 20 years now. I mean, really even like, like 30, but it's, it sharply rose around the time that, um, you know, there was this idea that everybody needed to go to college. So the arms race of tuition, you mean more like the arms race of a degree? Um, what I mean specifically is, um, you know, it's like everybody, you know, you have to go to college, go to college. That's what we were. I yeah, think it was the same too. in Britain. Yeah. Like, if you don't go to college, you're going to be Tony Blair called me up one day and was like, are you going to go to college, George? <laughs> yeah. Um, and um, there were, so, you know, more people did go to college. And um, from what I recall, this was part of the issue is that, um, universities were then competing for more students, so they would invest in things like sparkly, fancier stadiums, um, you know, statue, like artwork on campus, um, all kinds of non-academic stuff to try and, like, um, like really fancy, like, food courts and some, to try and draw students in by the factor of, like, this is cool, you know, you're gonna, and this is a cool college, you're gonna enjoy it, look at all this cool stuff. Um, while at the same time, um, from my limited experience in academia, um, they were getting rid of tenure professors. Um, by the time that I was um, in graduate school, uh, it felt like a lot of the instructors, um, like, like 
you'd have like a you know professor of mm -hmm. a topic who'd been working in it like 30 years they retire they don't replace them with somebody else who you know makes that salary and mm -hmm. has those benefits and stuff um they're not really tenuring anybody anymore was how it looked to me they're hiring um adjuncts so uh, who i actually knew someone who was an adjunct professor in the school of engineering iepoi mm -hmm. who told me that um he said he got paid like $1,000 for to teach a one semester class. Um, for the whole semester? For the whole semester. And that um, in that class, so that would be according to the credit hours, it would take two students to pay him. And then, you know, the other, uh -huh. you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. Which was a football uh, stadium. Yeah. 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 So they're cut, they were cutting quality while also telling everybody you have to go to college. And putting all kinds of money um, into these like extracurricular, like fun type things, um, which only helped to fuel the super fast rising um, uh, cost of tuition. And um, be, and you know, it's when you have federal student loans, you know, more students, more money. It's federally guaranteed. Mm -hmm. um, and there were some, even kind of around this time. Like on the right, he'd say like, well, let's get rid of all federal student loans altogether and everybody has to get private loans. Well, all you accomplish there is locking poor people out entirely. Um, you know, people who don't have the credit or people who their credit requires them to get, uh, you know, have a 20% interest rate on their student loan. That's absurd. But you can do something to stymie that rising cost of tuition. And yeah, like these schools need to be punished in some way for wasting all this money and charging out the ass yeah. for... You know, do you get what I'm saying? I do. Um, I mean... And I, one other just quick thing. Yeah. I also um, think that it's nuts to be offering that, like, whatever, 10000 in student loan forgiveness for people who are making up to $400,000. You know, you're fine. You yeah. Know? People, like, people, you know, people who are close to this half-million-dollar couple would be getting student loan forgiveness. And I think that the right is correct to criticize that. They don't need it. They'll be fine. You know, people yeah. under a certain income... Um, I don't know. That's just my thoughts. It should, it should be means tested. Yeah, it should be based on means. Like, cause there, are, and you know, one of the arguments, like, kind of against that, is, well, you know, if you have a college degree, you're, you know, overall, you're going to be making more money anyway, and that's not true. No. There are hundreds of thousands of people who have gone to like shitty private for-profit colleges that got completely worthless degrees, um, and you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, and have to get private student loans because the, you know, depending on the school, there's like a cap. Yeah. Um, it's almost like a big scam. It's almost like a big scam. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously the logic of it was, you know, well, people with degrees make more money. And that was surely true when those degrees served a purpose of this person is qualified to fill this role. But really, there are a lot of roles in society that are perfectly legitimate that don't need that. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I think, you know, maybe this isn't a great example, but I know that, you know, until fairly recently in Britain, to be a paramedic, it was like a 30-week course. Mm -hmm. And then they changed that to a, getting a degree. Mm -hmm. And, you know, also, and like, I, yeah, like, talks about, like, you need to do a degree before you can become a cop. Mm. And things like that. And... Yeah. Um, I have to imagine part of that is, um... I don't see why you ever need a business degree to do anything. Yeah. You know, um, like... I really think that the corporate world helped push some of that. Yeah. Um, 
because something that I found interesting um, all those years with ago. STEM. Um, with STEM, yeah. Um, I used to work in a STEM research thing. Um, Testing and, stems, researching stems. That's right. Um, yeah, I mean the the, the kind the of the corporate broken. side of the equation was pushing around like the Obama era, saying, um, "Well, we don't have enough qualified people in STEM to fill the jobs that we have. They're STEM heavy. We need more. You know, that's why we hire like you know people on like H one B visas to come over. And you know, it's not because they'll work for cheaper." Yeah, it's and, because there aren't enough qualified people. Being so unable to leave the business as yeah. well. And so then we produced loads of qualified people. And it turns out that wasn't the reason at all. They didn't want to pay them. They didn't want to pay them more. That's yeah. why. Um, but, but do you think the student loan thing, I mean, do you think comparing that to PPP mm. is a legitimate comparison? Um, you mean like uh, we forgive all this PPP loan money? Yeah. Um, so why would we not forgive, you know... Student loan debt. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I do think that that's kind of a fair comparison. You know, the idea behind PPP was, you know, well, we don't want to punish um, these companies and workers for the pandemic, which they didn't choose. So we'll give them all these loans that are pretty much guaranteed to be forgiven. Um, but we don't see workers that way, you know, as people who didn't have a choice in this. And I mean, I followed it a little bit. There have been millions and millions of PPP dollars that um, were pretty much fraudulently taken by businesses who fired people anyway. Yep. Um, well, you worked there. <laughs> um, fired their entire cleaning staff. Yeah, overnight. Overnight. Yeah, 300 housekeepers yeah. gone. And what do you know? People were complaining about how dirty the rooms were. I don't know who was doing it, so, yeah, fascinating. Anyway. Um, Chumley again. Chumley. Um, Gary and Chumley. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, people weren't all that interested in talking about the PPP fraud. Um, it happened there quickly. Were, yeah, it happened quickly. There were uh, some Congress people who wanted to look into this. Yeah. Um, there was a commission for a little bit looking into um, some of this money that um, just disappearing, being forgiven. Yeah. And then everybody just kind of forgot. But when it's, you know, um, kids were being defrauded by their colleges, you know, we don't see that as the same thing. If it, if it was up to me, um, I'd make it so that universities were publicly owned, mm -hmm. almost without exception. I think there could, could be exceptions, but I don't think their degree should be worth very much. Mm -hmm. or, or maybe, you know, if you want to become a doctor in religious studies, you've got to do it at one of, you know, a proper university. If you want to become a doctor in, you know, hoo-hoo-ha-ha, -ha, crazy religion, you know, go and do it, you know, mm -hmm. in your forest wonder camp or whatever but um, but if you ask me it should be universities should be state-owned and they should be free and they should just have quite a high academic or at least vocational threshold mm -hmm. of getting in yeah where you know you can do things like okay this person doesn't have any formal qualifications but you know, they they have been working in the army for five years as an electric engineer they want to get their degree mm -hmm. they don't have any you know they didn't they don't have their high school electric qualification or whatever, but yeah, they can come in. Mm. But yeah, I mean, the way it was, I went to a university where I went because of the, it had a practical course, mm. but they had very low standards when I went. Mm -hmm. I could have gone to a much much better university, but it was like, if you get a C, you can go. Mm -hmm. And it was just a waste of time. Mm -hmm. 
Like yeah. you, you, you want people who you know, not not gifted, but like you want people who have an aptitude for what mm. you're gonna teach and. Yeah. Yeah, get away from everyone going to university. Like, yeah, the top 20%, let's yeah. say. And, and they get it for free. Well, and part of that is... Um, and you don't go and study fucking hairdressing. It's something, you know... You can study art and stuff, but... Yeah, I mean, I, I think that the arts are important. It is. Um, yeah, but there but... will be... There will be, you know, there should be actual teaching, like... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I get you. You know. Um, a lot of these places, I know, I went to one, it's just like meaningless busy work. You don't really get taught anything. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I think we both agree that what we both got degrees in, we could have learned on our own, you know, and yeah. in a lot of ways done on our own, and, you know, just didn't quite know that at the time, being children and all, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I mean, I was definitely told, like, just get a degree in anything, doesn't matter, you know. Like, nobody, you know, the, to my knowledge, had been to college before me, so... You know, I was kind of just going on what, like, guidance counselor said. That's kind of, like, the only frame of reference I had. Yeah. Um, so if you sit yeah, at home and you didn't get, get, get a degree, don't worry, you didn't don't miss worry. out. Don't worry, you didn't miss anything. Uh, yeah. You know, all the, like, fun partying that you see in movies, like, I'm pretty sure that's, like, rich people's schools. Because no, yeah, yeah. in my school, uh, it was a lot of very tired people, like, just trying to get their degree, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, my, yeah. I mean, mine was yeah. There were parties and stuff, but it was also like a lot of like the girl down the hallway, like in her pajamas at eight p.m. eating a bowl of like unseasoned rice and then going to bed because she's got no money, mm-hmm. sort of thing. Like, yeah, nothing, yeah. nothing very cool ever happened. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying don't go to college to anyone. Or yeah, anything. just I'm, just I'm be careful. Not saying that either, but you know. There's no rush. Don't go to either. college for baking bread. Yeah, and you know, if you're like you know, 18 and thinking about going to college or thinking about going back to college or whatever, you know, you got all the time in the world. Just, you know, don't feel afraid to like bum you know, around. Bum around a bit, yeah, and um, you know, work a bit and find yourself. Um, yeah, figure out what you really want to do, and you know, there's no rush as much as they want you to think there is. Some some people. Go someplace like India and see all the poverty. Yeah. And realize, um, realize, realize. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know what to say about that. Just It's a wilderness yeah. of pain. Make sure that you're making a choice for yourself, not just doing what people think you should do. Um, so you could just find yourself... Stuck on YouTube. Doing this shit. <laughs> no, this <is laughs> like good. you didn't have to this go to school is, for. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I like what we do. Yeah, you love it's, it. I do, actually. It's fulfilling. I'm not do, working for some corporate shit stain, you know. Um. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. I didn't even mention the whole um, sparks flying element of yeah. uh, the snake. Uh, it was wrapped up around the cable to this light um, and also dangerously close to the router um, yeah. In the corner there, and um, and the the light cord was also stuck to the sticky also traps. stuck to the trap, and yeah, in the process of taking care of it, George accidentally severed the cable, um, and like sparks were flying, and so my computer cable is attached to this right now, and yeah. we'll be going back when we're done. Yep. <laughs> what else is on the? Door? Um, yeah. So we have the budget stuff, student loan forgiveness. How um, yeah, We did that. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I was. Going to mention, possibly, 
uh, yeah, just along the lines of the college thing. Mm -hmm. um, when I graduated with my undergrad um, and was looking for a job, um, one of the jobs I actually was offered oh, was yeah. um, on contract working for uh, one of the biggest test prep and standardized testing companies in America. Um, on contract, $10 an hour, requires a bachelor's degree. Um, this is what we're paying people who are deciding whether or not your children can go to college. I just thought everybody should know that because I found that fascinating. $10 isn't enough for you? $10 greedy, greedy, greedy Christina. You should go and work at Casa Bonita. Yeah. What do you think about that? $30 an hour. That's plenty. <laughs> That's what I think about that. M Matt Parker and Trey Stone are opening up Casa Bonita. They've invested, I think... I Trey think Parker I, and Matt Stone. I think I'm right in saying they invested about $4.5 trillion into it. Now they invest, invest a lot of money into the 50,000 square foot Colorado. Yeah. Um, restaurant Casa Bonita mm -hmm. and they've decided to cap servers at or to pay servers $30 an hour yeah with no tips I think mm -hmm. it's actually on a sliding scale so I don't think everyone mm -hmm. is getting that yeah they decided to do that the day before they opened they previously said there were going to be tips so that's mm -hmm. why a few people were pissed off mm -hmm. I guess do you think $30 an hour is good enough um you used to be a server yeah um I used to be a server yeah um, yeah, and I, if I were paid $30 an hour instead of tipping, I would have loved that. Um, first of all, that's slightly higher than what my, it's a bit higher than what my average was. Yeah, most hourly. of us get paid. And, um, yeah, if you don't know, in America, the federal tipped minimum wage is $2.13 an hour and has been since the early 90s. What's the average um, of actual take home? Isn't it like $10? Um, the average nationwide um, the average server makes like less than 20,000 a year. Jeez. Um, same with, same with chicken farmers. Yeah. 18,000. Yeah. You yeah. know, those poor lawyers. So you think $30,000, yeah, <laughs> um, 30,000, $30,000 an hour. Just my personal experience. I think I would have loved to have, uh, to have rather made like a set hourly rate that was decent. Yeah. Um, and not have to worry about like, it was a slow night and after tipping out and getting a ride to and from work, I've lost $30 for the day, that kind of thing. You know, not having to have the stress of that, I think would have helped me, um, would have been like health wise helpful would be for a lot of people. Um, yeah. you know, and also, um, I personally think that if I if it were like a guaranteed thing, it'd be easier to just give good service all the time. Okay, um, I was going to ask you about that. Like, do you not think that people won't be served as well because? Well, here's here's what it really comes down to, is that um, most restaurants, if they get rid of tipping, are not going to be paying thirty dollars an hour. They're not going to pay twenty dollars an hour. Yeah. They're going to pay like twelve dollars an hour, fifteen dollars an hour, like yeah. they do out in. I think it's like fifteen. It's like the average out in. Um, Maybe it's like San Francisco, um, mm -hmm. where they've like a lot of places have gotten rid of tipping. Mm -hmm. um, and that's not enough. And that's not enough. Yeah, especially um, for San Francisco. Yeah, so uh, I can kind of see the argument on both sides that, you know, most companies are not going to pay decent. Um, so I can see why there are also people who are like, no, we want to keep, keep the tipping system because if you get into like an expensive restaurant, you can make a middle-class living. Well, maybe that's the answer. But maybe that's a very tiny percentage as well. Expensive restaurants keep the tipping because you're expecting, you know, fine dining. 
Yeah. Whereas I'm sure Casa Bonita is going to be more of a family style thing. I would yeah. guess. Um, I mean, unless you have to like go there in like a tuxedo, which would be funny. Yeah. 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 Um, um, yeah. I mean. Uh, but I guess what people were frustrated about in that story is that it was like the day before they were going to yeah. sign their contracts. They told them actually we're doing away with tipping, and you know. But personally, I think thirty dollars an hour is. You know, it's pretty about, good. Yeah, middle class earnings. You're gonna destroy your body. Very I bet quickly. they're not making. And I bet you know. most of the kitchen staff aren't being paid yet. Oh hell no, no. I mean, you've got yeah. restaurants where you're spending like a hundred dollars on a meal per person. Guaranteed, the kitchen staff is making like nine dollars an hour. That's mm. been my experience. <laughs> they hate you. Yeah. There's no chef, by the way. You know, that's just what Who they say. Who are you talking to? <laughs> you. You guys. Yeah. <laughs> Restaurants are a scam, guys. Just don't do it. Everything that's, is a scam. That's my experience. Yeah. Um, having worked in a number of them. Yep. Yeah. Good. Everything is... Everything is... Can you think of one thing that isn't a scam? Astronomy. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, dogs. Dog, yeah, Dogs well, are worth having. Not a scam. Puppy farms aren't a scam? How dare you? Well, that's different, yeah. Mm. Um, this isn't a dog, this is three squirrels. <laughs> three squirrels in a suit. In a suit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I knew there was something wrong with it, because it was... I went, what dog wears a suit, I said. Yeah, was that it? Are we done? Yeah, I mean... I don't know, that was just about it for our list today, yeah. You got anything you'd like to add or talk no. about? No, we'll talk more about video games next time, maybe. Yeah, what are you playing right now? Still Rimworld. Still Rimworld. So. Didn't, didn't you play some Kenshi this week too? I did, but I'll talk about that next week. Yep. Maybe I'll talk about Project Zomboid again, which I'm still enjoying. Great. So, tune in for that. <laughs> Alright, thanks very much for watching. Ta-ta! Bye! Rah!